This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Gil Herrera, a senior account executive with Spectrum Business, who specializes in telecom for small to medium-sized businesses. Gil, Gil, welcome back to the show. Thanks for driving me again. Yeah, you were on when we were at uh, a radio station back mm-hmm. in the day, right? Absolutely. So this is, your, this is old hat for you now. Right? Uh, yeah, it's definitely, you know, the, the training wheels are finally off, and uh, there's a lot more comfort level, so I'm ready to get into the nitty-gritty on what, what we've got going on. Is it uh, more comfortable in this setting as opposed to the radio studio, or I think I think a little bit of both. I think one because you know coming back, you you, you know what to expect. But I think two, this is definitely a lot more intimate. Um, you don't have that radio station feel, so you don't feel like you're going to be live on the air. There's and then, not like, like the sound listen. guy back there. Being yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> Stop it! You just said a bad word. That's going to be ten thousand dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Also in studio with us today is Heather Baim, a certified business coach that works with business owners to gain clarity in business and achieve their goals. So, Heather, welcome back. Always happy to be here. And I'm your host, Mark Eminger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that really specializes in giving small businesses a competitive edge by hiring administrative and social media experts. That's where we crush it on both of those. A quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. And of course, uh, if you're a business owner in the San Antonio area and like to be a guest on the show, then just reach out to our office at 210-960-8210 or visit our website at satalkradio.com. All right, so um, following up with customers is kind of one of those things that people, at least me, I'm not real follow-up. You're a business coach. They love to hate it, and, I mean, it's the same everywhere, right? What do they say? The fortune's in the follow-up, but it's also, for some reason, the most dropped-off thing. When you look at salespeople, they love making a new contact, or they suck it up and they'll make a new contact, but they will forget to follow up, and that's where you make the sale, generally. Yeah, in the spectrum business, I would imagine you guys have a lot of follow-up you have to do. It's it's a necessity, but unfortunately, no one's perfect, and I, I too, myself, have have fallen or forgotten to follow up. But yeah, follow-up, I always like to have my Fridays as follow-up, so mm-hmm. I always call it follow-up Friday. Make sure I go through everybody I've prospected through the week and make sure I touch base with them. You know, if I haven't reached out to them via phone, I'll hit them with text or maybe an email. So it's definitely important to keep you at the top of their mind and vice versa. Yeah, I don't. Friday, Friday is the day in the morning or the afternoon. Usually in the morning, yeah, because okay, we want to get go. that get it out of the way before afternoon. Nobody's gonna answer the no. phone. No, they're already at happy hour. <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> yeah, anything past lunchtime, just forget about it. Pretty much. So, um, some of the reasons, really, too, that the follow up. You said fortune is in the follow up, right? Fortune is in the follow up. Yeah. So, but when like you go out, Gil, when you go out and service a client, right? So then reaching back out to them to ask them, well, how did things go, right? Because you're not mm-hmm. necessarily there for the whole operation, Correct. right? You do the sale, somebody else is going to do the service. How did that go? Did everything go to your expectations, stuff like that? Things like that matter to the to the client, right? Absolutely. So a lot of times uh, in my business, what I, actually, what I actually, instead of following up, what I do when it's someone who I wasn't the initial salesperson, what I like doing is I like doing we care visits. So like we care, so I, I walk into a new, new person, a new business in my territory, I let them know, I was like, hey, I happen to be your rep in your area. I just wanted to stop in and do a we care visit, see how things are going, just touching base. How's your business doing? Is there anything else that 
that I need or that, it, that you need from me. Um, you know, give them a point of contact. If you have anything Spectrum related, please don't hesitate to give me a call. And is that something that a lot, like they teach you guys to do or is that you? No, that is just me. That is something I learned um, through a, a previous company in my security days. Um, just kind of something that I've picked up and just kind of kept doing um, because it because it is a point of difference mm -hmm. between me and someone else. Um, and I think other companies too, because a lot of companies, you know, will get the sale and they'll just forget about the customer and, you know, they, they still have needs. I look at it like this. If a customer is successful enough in one business, they might open up another or third or fourth or, is, or might need something at home. Is that something that fits your personality better, the we care? I believe so because it's just more of just being genuine with, with someone as opposed to just trying to be salesy. I've never liked being sold to. I've never been a super salesy person. Mm -hmm. And you always do have to ask for the sale at the end of any pitch. But, but at the end of the day, it's like I, I sell myself instead of the product. So. Well, I think that's a big differentiator. I feel like when we, we think about follow-up, when I just off the bat, even as a coach, think of follow-up, I think of the day after that networking event when you send that email that's like, it was a pleasure meeting you. Mm -hmm. Ugh. And it's just that, just hate to do it. You got to take all their contact info, put it in your CRM. And I hate to do that too because it's just data entry and it's just boring. Well, but if, if you, you had can, a personal assistant... Yeah, well, exactly. Let's backtrack just a little bit because, like, when I do that in a mixer, right, mm -hmm. and I'm meeting somebody, of course, I have a podcast. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, well, and you have the same platform. I do too. Though. Now I, I have a mm -hmm. lot easier. That really breaks it, it or it breaks it down a little bit. It makes it easy Absolutely. to say, hey, I'd love to get coffee or I'd love to have you on the podcast or whatever. But how I kind of do it is I'd like to have coffee. Can we just sit down and get to know each other and how we can help each other's businesses? That's a really good icebreaker for me. So it makes that follow-up less painful. And I think that's the point. It's finding that follow-up for you as a person that works with your personality. So we all think of it in that cheesy follow-up email that almost none of us read or really respond to. But if you are following up in a way that fits your personality, fits your style, is easier for you to do. Because for me too, like inviting them on the podcast, going to, to coffee to learn more about how I can connect their business with resources they may need or learn more about what they're looking to do. That's not cringy the way it was a pleasure to meet you is. Um, yeah. And I'm going so to a way to sell it. you something that I have. Well, I'm that's, like, oh I think gosh. the, everybody's like got that, that chip on their shoulder, maybe their, their, their hesitation, if you will, about, you know, when you, when you are getting invited to a follow-up meeting, you know, it's like, okay, what are you going to sell me? Are you right? going to sell and me, yeah. There aren't enough people. And I, and I think that's just the fine art of networking in, in itself is that like you re really need to stop making it about you and the product that you sell and ask them, how can you help? You know, it's just really having that go-giver mentality. And actually um, doing it. So this is something that I've really kind of honed in on is that when I sit down with somebody, I like to try and make a connection for them during that meeting. Mm -hmm, if someone I can exactly. send them. Yeah, yeah. What, kind of, what are good referral partners for you? That's one of my biggest questions mm -hmm. that I ask. Because I meet so many businesses, and the idea that I can connect somebody with somebody else that they can get what they want, yeah, that has nothing to do with me. I, I remember there was a guy that came to a network lunch that we go to, and he was fairly new, and I said, hey, I'd love to have coffee. And he's like, well, I don't really need virtual assistant services right now. And I'm like, dude, I mean, you're looking to join the group. It's like, this is about us getting to know each other and how we can help each other. But he looked at it kind of how most people mm -hmm. think about it. Right. So what are your thoughts yeah. there? Well, I think that that's key because sometimes I'll sit down and very rarely do I try to sell. My my biggest like thing is you don't sell coaching, you demonstrate it. 
And then if someone shows an interest, we can have a conversation from there. So I'm never going to sit across from someone and sell them coaching because there's some people that just straight up don't need it, won't be receptive to it. So it's one of those. But sometimes I'll sit across from people and I'll get more from them than they could possibly get from me. They'll give me a new idea. They give me a new way of looking at it. And so that's the thing. I try to give that back. How can I help you in any way possible? I met with uh, someone last week and we saw, funny enough, the police chief at, at Black Rifle Coffee. And he's like, I've been trying to get in front of that guy forever. So I was like, okay, great. You know what I'm not shy about? Introducing myself to people. So I waited until that guy was walking right past me. I was like, hi. Well, he has to respond mm-hmm. to you. I'm Heather. <laughs> and I introduced political. him and like, how can I add value? I'm going to make sure that police chief stops. And I'm just going to be like, mm, yeah, you know, absolutely. and that's something I can do for you. And that's great. I'm so excited to see how that works out for him. That's fun, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Connecting people is a lot of fun. with. Well, it really like you got to be a concierge to to your, your client base and to, and to your friends. You know, I, I really consider, you know, everybody I meet are really just a, a, you know, a friend of friend of a friend can, can try to help you you know so but that's the thing is that it's so many people are you know have a hard time thinking about like well how can I help you like instead of just looking at selling whatever product you have it's like what other things can I do to help you I might know somebody in the plumbing industry right but without having that conversation how would they ever know that they they might need coaching right or mm. or what level that they're at right so they might not need coaching every day but they might need you know a motivational quote or, or whatever right so Well, and my thought, too, is, you know, I may not be everyone's customer, but I want to help people who help me and vice versa. So if someone does something awesome for me, I'm not maybe their ideal customer. But if I see it out in the world, I'm going to be like, whoa, wait, you need to go to Gil. Like, you need to talk to him about Wi-Fi. This is something that you really need to do because I know you. I like you. You've helped me in the past. And if we can all just be passing that along, we're all just helping each other and we all grow together. And that's what I like about the community here in San Antonio. And that's the feedback I've heard from a lot of people who've come from out of town. It's a very abundance mentality. How can I help you to succeed? It's not cutthroat, step on each other's back type. And when you do that, I mean, it may not be the exact results you're looking for initially when you go to sell this one thing. But it comes back 20 times in the future. Well, and so giver's gain, right? That's the whole catchphrase, right? Mm-hmm. Giver's gain sounds cheesy. But sound when cheesy. you do that and you manage to stay top of mind, that's a good way. Because you develop that goodwill and you stay top of mind, it's a good way to get referrals coming your way. And I'll tell you, I'd much rather be top of mind by sending you business, sending you good connects, than by being in your updates folder on yeah. a marketing drip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this- that's rough. So, uh, Gil, you're on Instagram. What's your handle over there? My Instagram is the Wi-Fi Hustler with an A. Mm-hmm. Now, why did you? What made you come up with that? Uh, well, I, like I said in last last, pos- last podcast um, episode that we did, it was basically I, I had a uh, another person who was in. I used to be in the hair industry, so theirs was her her distributorship was a she was a shampoo rep uh so she sold shampoo so hers was a shampoo hustler okay not poo hustler but no, shampoo no. Hustler. a full-blown <laughs> shampoo hustler um so i was like all right i gotta i gotta i gotta think of something snazzy and it just kind of came up and that's mm. how it worked out because when i was in the alarm industry it was con- um secured by gill and then protected by gill when i switched to another company and then i was like this time i need to do I started with connected by Gil and it just didn't fly as well. But Wi-Fi Hustler just added so much, had a nicer ring to it. So, I mean, 
there's a there's a whole world of sales. I was talking about this this week with my friends who are not in the business world, and they kind of eyes glazed over. So this is fun. Um, why Wi-Fi? Why Wi-Fi? Because everyone needs it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In in 2023, it's, it's not going anywhere. Um, you know, everyone needs it, and the more and more we evolve as a society, you know, we're just going to need faster and faster internet. Um, you know, and honestly, mobile's really the future of, of everything. Because if you really think about it, like, the more we get integrated into, like, 5G and, like, a lot of stuff that uh, Elon's doing with his with Teslas and stuff like that, that I want to be autonomous, they're all going to need that connection to the mothership mm-hmm. or the cloud. Uh, yeah, that the makes mothership. me think of iRobot. There it is. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're moving there. Have you ever read the book uh, Robopocalypse? No. It's a really good book. It's is right it? up there with, like... Um, like the Walking Dead, is it going to be robots or aliens it's, in the future? It's, it's, That's no, the question right now. <laughs> straight up robots, and it's just basically how AI kind of takes over and stuff like so, that. So, oh. speaking of Wi-Fi, so working from home is really kind of a thing now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of homes are going to be needing business internet, commercial grade internet Correct. for uh, for a number of reasons. So, let's get into how is this really a growing thing thing here in San Antonio? I think it's, I think it's necessarily a growing thing. I think it's more of a. a an untapped market that people don't even know that they can put a business account at, at their residence. Um, a lot of people just like will call, you know, whoever their local provider is and, and just say that they want internet service when they, when they don't realize it's like, you know, they're a business owner, you know, a business coach, a CPA, uh, other people who work from home, right. Or even, you know, if you're kind of a hybrid where you work part-time from home and part-time at, at a brick and mortar, um, you still want that, fastest connection possible. You don't want to be lagged by your kids' TikTok videos, YouTube downloading or or streaming or gaming or whatever. But the other thing is what a lot of people don't realize is that security is a big thing too, right? So let's say, for example, you're a doctor. You have a lot of HIPAA compliance that you have to do, but your kid brings home a virus on their laptop. All of a sudden, all of your documents get infected. Then you can be subject to a ransomware. So it's really kind of nice having a completely dedicated network that is not touched by anybody else in the in the home it's just for you and you get get protected that way so hmm. what other business advantages would there be uh one of them is the biggest one is going to be um is a tax write-off so uh making sure that you have uh, increased your tax liability so when you have a residential account you can only i think it's partial i think it's up to 50 percent, but because it's a legit business account at home it should be 100 percent and then the other thing, the other benefit is definitely going to be um, having priority on the network. So, you know, if you're living in an apartment complex or you're living in, um, you know, a crowded neighborhood, five o'clock rolls around, everyone comes home, everyone just fires up the internet, starts watching Netflix, watch, you know, downloading uh, food recipes, whatever. So the internet tends to slow down, um, but because you have priority on the network as a business customer, you don't you don't see those effects at all. You know what's so funny is I say this all the time. It's 2023 and my phone won't work. I didn't get that text like the call like you called me and people will be like I called you and I don't see it. And it blows my mind a little bit because as a consumer, <laughs> I just assume that it's supposed to work at lightning speed right. and it doesn't matter what time of day because it's 2023 and I have grown up with the internet. So I just assume it works, but like for mine, my fiber was all loose and hanging off my house and the guys came to fix it and they were like, you know, these fiber cables are super delicate mm-hmm. and probably the reason your Wi-Fi was cutting out was because it's hanging off the side of your house and a, and a cable got broken and in my mind, it just did not connect. Like So the, the way the technology with fiber works, it's basically it's 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 light emitting diode, right? It's, it's, it's using 
light emission. So if it's off just by a little bit, it totally messes up your whole your whole network, right? So um, Spectrum as of right now is basically fiber just to the node, um, but to your house it's all coax. So it's a little bit little bit more robust. Um, when I was with a previous carrier, every winter as soon as it started to freeze, it would actually push apart a little bit, and I would mm -hmm. I would drop. So during Snowvid. I didn't have any internet receptions, but everybody in my neighborhood who had Spectrum didn't have an issue because theirs is copper based and, and cramped in. So, um, but you know, we have our pros and cons too. There's other issue, weather issues and stuff like that. Um, but in 2023, though, you also, one thing that a lot of people don't understand um, or don't, I guess, don't think about is that we have a whole level of electromagnetic interference that we never have before. Like, think about how many more mobile devices you have in mm -hmm. your in your home. How many Wi-Fi cameras? How many um, Wi-Fi refrigerators, appliances? All these Wi-Fi are just emitting a massive amount of electronic, electromagnetic interference that are all causing um, interference with your own Wi-Fi signal and or your five G or signals with your cell phones and stuff like that. So yeah, and if if anything goes wrong, I have to wind my way through mm -hmm. the one eight hundred number. Press one five ten and eventually maybe end up with someone who honestly doesn't know what's going on with mine, but maybe they can tell me to turn the internet on and off again. Yeah. <laughs> and so. That's why I got Gil, because I just She's got me on speed dial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gil's hey. like, yeah, I know he does. I don't have to call you that often, but <laughs> if there is an issue, uh, yeah. I can give you a call and we can get it resolved. So. So cool. what's the cost difference in, between a business line and a personal high-speed fiber connection? So. I don't know about other companies, but if between a residential and our business line, you're probably looking at about $20 difference monthly. Okay. And imagine you're paying that before taxes. That's basically mm -hmm. the difference there. Yep. So, I mean, you're going to recover that all the end of the year when you pay it. When you get a business that's launching into a, a new building, right, and they're, they're leasing space, mm -hmm. they're going to get all set up, built out. Mm -hmm. um, is there is there a lead time or something that they need planned for when they're getting set up? So that's where having someone like me is really clutch. So it really depends on how far away they are from a previous customer or the node um, that's that's on the infrastructure. So um, I'll give you a perfect example. I had a brand new customer. Um, actually, I had an existing customer who was moving into a brand new building, literally a hundred feet. the The landlord built a brand new building right next to him. 45 day lead time. Don't ask me why. It just was the thing. They just had, they had, they think they had to put in a different node and then run the cable to, to the building and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So it was a 45 day lead time. Um, then I had another customer up in Kyle, Texas, it was 300 feet away. But because of the way the aerial worked, it was a lot easier. It was under budget. It was literally 20 days. So, um, but having someone like me that can give you those kind of rough estimates ahead. And also be your project manager throughout the entire thing. There you go. Mm -hmm. Is huge because if you try to do it when you just call the one eight hundred number, they're going to give you a ticket number, and you're going to be like, forget to write it down. And then you call back, and they're like, oh, they're just going to resell you again, and it just resets the clock and over and over oh, again. No. So yeah, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And yeah, if it's a different squeak. It's uh... yeah. Or or for example, you know, you might you might have miswrote down the number wrong, and then they're like, oh, we have no idea what this is, and we're completely lost, and then it just kind of goes into la la land. So. Mm. But that's the nice thing about having a, an account executive, basically, just kind of managing that project all the way through the fruition, make sure you're getting installed and, and making sure. Um, we have ways of escalating if something goes wrong for a reason. We have ways of, you know, 
having our leadership talk to the construction leadership, having talked to install leadership. So it's it's a little bit more efficient than having to just call a random stranger every time you call the one eight hundred number. Oh yeah. If you, once you get through the call tree. <laughs> What's a so when it rains real hard and we mm-hmm. get service interruptions, why is that? That I don't know, honestly. I would I would assume it probably has to do something with the, the amount of uh, maybe possibly the rain hitting the nodes differently, but honestly, I don't know. The, I don't have a good answer for you. All right. Well, that was something I really wanted to have answered. <laughs> just saying. Well, maybe if I was on the in. tech side, I would, I'd have a better answer for you, but I, no, I'm honestly, just... just talking to you makes me kind of realize how naive I am <laughs> just in the world of Wi Fi and the internet. I don't know how it works. What and it just feels like known? magic. Yeah. It's just, it's there. It's it should there. be there. I live in a city and it's, that's yeah. not I how things have, work. I probably have a little bit more knowledge because my background is originally in, in IT, but um, prior to that, uh, in high school, I actually interned at uh, Intel, and I did um, mm. electrostatic discharge. I did environmental testing, so that included electrostatic discharge, um, thermal, electromagnetic magnetic interference, um, and we also did drop testing and packages and stuff like that. So really fun stuff as a 17-year-old. Mm. you got to yeah. wonder if they're going to figure out you know, 20 or 30 years from now that all of this interference stuff is going, it's not good on the human body. You mm, know it's I mean? already there because <laughs> I don't know if you see Gary Vee or anything like that, but he's already got uh, EMI um, beanies that he wears all the time. Uh-huh. Um, there's EMI um, safe boxers because you think about it, where do you put your, where do you put your cell phone in your pocket mm. and what do you need to get protected in that yeah. private area? I see, so. that's where being a woman in all of our mm-hmm. skirts and pants not having pockets yeah. is the well, only time it comes yeah, in yeah. handy. Yeah. Well, no, I'm worried. I'm worried. Well, I mean, you, you mean you know, <laughs> they tuck them in up here to yep. put their phones up uh, oh. in their bra or whatever. And yep. it's like, Ugh. I'm like, same thing with their purse. Oh. But, you know, it's, it's it's a it's a catch 22, too, because basically what you do is creating a Faraday cage, but then the phone stops working if you put it inside of your purse, right? So then you're just like, it, eh. Ugh. Well, it's <laughs> going to be interesting the next 20 years what yeah. all is going to come up, but that's where life. Mm-hmm. So I, this is not on topic as much, but you're killing it in the Wi Fi sales. Where do you see this going from here? Oh, man, it's tough. I mean, we've had a lot of changes recently, so it's made me really reflect what I, where I am, what I want to do. Um, but I'm making really good money, so it's really hard to say. Yeah. What would be so the ideal? Ideally, I'm case? really looking for a leadership position. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking for getting out of the direct-to-sales and looking more of like, Growing it, starting a team and growing a team, and basically sales team. Yeah, basically having a sales Heck team. Heck yeah! So I'd love to become one of the newer managers, um, but again, I have to wait till there's a spot open. And as of right now, there isn't anything open. So mm. I don't think you have Same. to wait. I think you can do it right away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I'm building out a sales team, right? I mean, chocolate, right? right. right, yes. right. <laughs> so I mean, I've been doing my business for I've been selling VA services since February. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just now building out a sales team. So I just hire people to make calls for me, set sales meetings for me. And then I'll teach them how to actually do the sales, right? But I'm not waiting, right? I'm not, I'm just figuring it out as I go along. So we were talking about this on la- we last week about launching sales teams to generate more business because by myself, I built it to, build it to a quarter million on business. Nice, now I'm looking to triple... 5x whatever i can do with that so do you really have to wait in the corporate world yeah it's just because it's it's 
The, Can't get an appointment center? I mean, if I wanted to leave Spectrum, then I don't see it definitely be possible. You can't, you can't generate leads on your own? Oh, no, I, no, no, don't get me wrong. I do, but it is frowned up, like, is frowned upon, I would imagine, to have other people working under you while you're collecting a salary and having people work for you. So mm. I've been, I've, I've heard of people been let go be, because uh, of that and mm. stuff like that. So, yeah, it's pretty much. Well, that's really It's the W-2 catch-22 is mm -hmm. you've got your upstairs that you have to, have to, was, I was watching, uh, have you guys seen that movie Flamin' Hot? Yes. Oh, it's so good. It's such um, a good movie. New Disney movie about the guy who invented the hot Cheeto. Oh. And basically he had this idea for the hot Cheeto. Factories were down. Everybody was losing their jobs. It was the 1980s. Inflation was insane. 20% interest, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and the CEO went on and was like, we need everybody to think like a CEO, try to think of a way to do it. And so he invented the hot Cheeto at home. And he asked his manager, like, hey, I want to talk to the CEO and pitch him my idea. And his manager was like, absolutely not. Like, that's a dumb idea. No. And so he went around his manager and he looked up the phone number and he called the CEO's yeah, office. Yeah, he broke the chain of command. It just broke the chain of command and then they came down on him. It went from, like, VP to district manager to regional manager to his factory manager and he got reamed in front of everybody but like that's kind of unfortunately yeah. he got the it contention done. he got, he it, got done. it done eventually the, it was beauty, the beauty of the story movie. though is that eventually it finally everything worked out but then he ended up getting what director of marketing director for of multicultural, multicultural marketing yeah. i just watched it last night while i was changing the bed um is it but, a cartoon or a movie no, no it's, it's a, a it's, movie it's a, it's a real life movie, story yeah. and he ended up spending 42 years working in corporate at frito-lay Innovating, creating all the talkies, yeah. the hot, like just being that connection from, you know, they had made Frito-Lays for Caucasian population and the Mexican population had been completely ignored up until then. And he brought that bridge, that gap between Frito-Lay nice. and like multiculture mm -hmm. tastes and interests and they are a humongous part of the so, population. So anyway. This is how I would approach this, right? Because I'm just, just thinking, right? Because like you said, we had a conversation before and you're like... Mark's talking about stuff I never really thought about. But mm -hmm. if somebody was to call up businesses and just ask them how their service is and would they like somebody to come out there and talk to them about how they can improve their service, save them some money, it's just an appointment setter. Why is that a... Uh... That is what our outbound call sales is for. Okay. So so here's... How so, are they doing with that? Uh, and really, you, really well. Okay. So they're sending you lots of business. No, because it's a completely different department. So this is the way, like the way Spectrum. So they is. get their own stuff. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, well, wait a minute. Can't Gil have some of that? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Well, about. that that kind of brings me to a point. So Gil, earlier we were talking about relationships because I, I eventually want to talk about that. But you know, you hear a story, you read a book, you you meet someone, and they change your perspective. And this was before we started recording. But Gil was like, Mark did that for me. Tell me about that. Yeah. So Mark. I, I'm not gonna lie. Mark has this like he's got this Rico Suave thing about him. <laughs> so I was like, when we were, so I was like, I was really hesitant to do a one on one with him after a networking. <laughs> Why? Meeting. Just because, because like you have this intimidating presence. I don't Mark, know if it's because of the ex-cop thing. You are a police thing. detective, and you look into people's souls. Yeah. sometimes. I do not. You I'm do. not. I've never seen your soul. <laughs> it feels so. like it a little bit. Anyway, so I, I'm not gonna lie, because I, I didn't really, because because I think you were you're trying to figure out what niche you, what vertical you were trying to be yes. in 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 our networking group. And I was like, I don't, what does this guy do? I really want to know. 
but I really didn't under quite wrap my mind around it. And then when we had our one-on-one, he just kind of like blew my mind on how virtual assistants, how he basically has changed and got rid of all of the nitty gritty BS work that you don't need to do, like filing paperwork and doing DSR calls. (laughs) And yeah, it just makes it, it makes so much more sense. And I was just like, huh. Hmm. And then I'm just, I've been still trying to figure out how I can implement it with my, with my day-to-day job without crossing any proverbial lines. Yeah. And so insurance was one that I've talked to people about VAs there and they've got so many rules that they have to follow mm. and stuff. And I'm like, I would not enter any business, based on what I know now with leverage, I would not do any business that would not allow me to hire a team to come behind and crush whatever it is that I'm doing. So you're just slowing me down. I have no use for it. All right. So that's why it's like I'm a hammer. I'm looking at everything like a nail. And I'm thinking yeah. if you had somebody making calls for you all day trying to set appointments, your life would be completely different. Yeah, Absolutely. You're right. You're absolutely right. I think the uh, the biggest thing is, um, you know, the, having that entrepreneurial mentality, but in a corporate world is, and there are limitations that I can do, and they're always butt heads. Um, so now, let's say for example, I went back into the alarm industry or whatever, and I was in completely different. You know, I was my own boss, right? I was not, I was not tied to a company. That's where. I could definitely see how that would take out a lot of a lot of the paperwork, a lot of the and just let them do that. And so that way, I could just focus on the sales side of it. Well, and um, I think that's where your definition of success comes in. Like, what is best case scenario look like for you? Because for Mark, it looks like him not having to do anything except the one thing that he enjoys doing and is extremely good at, and anything else he can leverage. Yeah. Well, kind of. I think I think the biggest eye opening thing what we were talking about earlier wasn't so much the money, like the money wasn't even on the table. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't really a discussion. It was the time, mm-hmm. the amount of time that is saved that your VAs are helping you provide a service to you. That's that alone is just amazing because like time is our most precious commodity, but so many people don't realize that it is. Well, they that's don't value thing. it. We yeah. waste it all. I mean, I was talking to my wife the other day and I'm like, so I think I have eight full-time virtual assistants. So that's eight times 40, mm-hmm. 320 hours a week yeah. of work that we're getting. That's not including me that is constantly pushing my agenda forward. Right. Um, is is a totally unique way to look at leverage. Um, once you get there, it's hard to go back. Well, and I think, too, if you look at the people who have that balance, because we were talking about billionaires a little bit before and how generally you watch them in their relationships like wouldn't want that in my family right Mm -hmm. but when you get to a certain point where your needs are met financially I feel like most people start to realize that you can make and lose money but you cannot make and lose time it is a finite resource that we all have the same amount of and some people just have more flexibility with their time because they've leveraged or they've created systems or they've created a situation for themselves where they can take the time. And for me, that that's huge. It's the reason I switched from real estate to coaching because real estate did not give me that time freedom. It gave me location freedom, but not mental time freedom. Mm-mm. So once you start to value that, I mean, the opportunities that money gives you is great, but it is not all-encompassing anymore. And before I got to time freedom, I was really looking at effectiveness. Mm-hmm. I just knew I could be more effective mm-hmm. right? and not have to deal with the stuff I didn't want to deal with. Right? Exactly. 
pawning it off to. Executive assistants are a big thing for us right now. It's like we're hiring executive assistants for people to handle things like phone calls and follow-ups and doing all of these things. And they're basically a shadow that goes along and makes sure that everything is done. They Like my executive assistant now, she's in all my meetings. And we use this thing called Fathom. Have you heard of Fathom? I haven't heard of Fathom. Mm-hmm. For Zoom? Mm-hmm. It's this plug-in thing. It's free. It records it, right? So you'll have that as a video, but then it also does a whole transcription. Mm-hmm. And then you can actually, while you're in the Zoom, you can go and bookmark things, highlight things. You can like tag. Wow. So my assistant is going to be doing that in the meetings. So, and then she'll run it. So if it's anything I need notes on or take action on or whatever, or that she needs to do, she'll have all of that accurate information there. And it's free, it's just a free plugin. Hmm. So worth like taking that. a look at if you haven't. Uh, yeah. That's I mean that's the crazy that's the crazy thing about the technology in 2023 and 2024 yeah. is that like there's so much so much more stuff that's going to be available that's going to be all software driven. Oh yeah, AI is taking over. Yeah, we're back to iRobot. All right, Gil, we are wrapping up out of time here. So if folks want to get in touch with you, how they do that? So my direct cell phone is going to be two one zero four eight eight six two nine three, and you can always send me a message on Instagram. I have the Wi-Fi hustler with an A. Imagine that. There's a gill, there's a way. Ah, oh, there we go. There it is. Nice tagline. All right, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder, check out our latest podcast uh, on our website, satalkradio.com. You can catch video versions of the show there as well. And that's going to be it for us for this week. You guys have a great one. We'll see you on the next one.